call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, anyone who's the son of a coach, you always can anticipate him being a good coach. And uh, his dad was an excellent all-time great high school coach and uh, there in Arlington. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And uh, Joe John has done a great job and turned his way all the way through and, and uh, got a great personality to recruit and to coach. So, um, yeah, it's fun seeing them there. Believe me, I'm, uh, and again, but I'm not surprised. You know, whenever we were talking about some depth issues, where do we get into that? Was that McElroy that? Yeah, he thinks OU's going to crash and burn. After starting out hot and maybe being a top 10 team, crash and burn down the stretch and maybe finish outside the top 25. Yeah. Now, we do have depth issues, and we talked about that. And, you know, there's Coach Stoops talking about Joe John as a coach, and we need to see his chops this year. I, you got Stogner, and then you got – Question marks. Question marks. But we've had some players come through that have just had injury issues. It's time to get healthy, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? Let's uh let's see what some of these young guys have. Especially for Stogner, right? It's definitely time for him to get healthy in his career. And I guess well, he was last year, correct? But it's time for him to have that breakout year that I think he's been waiting on. And re- really, frankly, whether it's been at OU or South Carolina, everyone's been waiting on. Yeah, and I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have a good good year. He's a good pass catcher, solid all around player. Um, I think he could be be a nice little weapon there for for our offense over the middle. But I'm I'm talking about the young guys. I who's the kid uh, was it Helms? Uh, yeah, Caden Helms. I let's go. I feel like how long was he, he out all spring or was he just yeah. limited during the spring? He was out all spring. He was out all spring and he was out all last year too, right? I, I like I don't even know how much um you know how much time he he's been out there and I don't know. We'll see what happens. But they've got to have some guys in that position group specifically step up and and start being a factor. Because the programs you're chasing right now, man, they have uh, really d- developed some depth at tight Georgia? ends. Georgia? Georgia and Michigan. Those, those two Bama? programs right now. Bama as well, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I – Georgia not... and Michigan, like the tight ends are the best part of their uh, offense throwing the football. Well, tight end is – when you've got a difference maker there – it's incredibly tough on a defense to to try and figure out how exactly you're going to cover those guys with who and how it's harder to double them over the middle of the field. Um, you know, it's easier to do that with receivers and put a put a safety over the top whenever you're going zone coverage and stuff. But yeah, I mean, just bringing up the tight end position here and looking at the roster. Maybe this roster's updated. Maybe it's not. Who knows? It's on OU's website, but I feel like it's just it's a crap. Well, they shoot. had a tight end catch a touchdown in the spring game with the club on his hand, correct? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of t- I, I, that kind of tells you a lot as to where things are at right now. He did catch a touchdown, but it was with the club on. Yeah, you've got the the Blake Smith kid. That's the he tra- transferred transferred yeah. in. You know, he's six four, two hundred fifty five pounder. 
I I think he's you know a rotational guy. Caden Helms is the is the real one that you I mean six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, he's the Nebraska kid, supposed to be a really good athlete, but I I don't know that I've seen him on the field at all. Big training camp for him if he's healthy to go through training yeah. camp. Big training camp. for Big him. Big training camp. Um, and then you got Stogner, who it's going to be his last year. Big dude. I. Stogner is shockingly large. He's 6'6", 255 pounds. The dude is, he is big. Um, You know, he could run. He's athletic. We saw that whenever he was younger and then really got set back with that that bad deal that he went through. But, man, he was moving really good in the spring. I expect him to have a really good summer. And, you know, depending on what we get offensively, like stylistically, how they use him, I think it could possibly be his best year. I've seen uh, him catch a, a jump player. ball in the end zone in an yeah. overtime game against Texas back in twenty twenty. Yep. So and I so I know he I know he can be a valuable red zone asset. And the Llewellyn kid is he's another solid rotational guy, another big guy, six five, two hundred and sixty five pounds. He's the Alito Texas kid. I someone though. We I I think we know for the most part what we're gonna get out of Stogner. I I mean, you know the baseline. I, the ceiling with Stogner's high just kind of depends on how they use him in the offense. But Caden Helms, let's go. Yeah. No, and and I would like to see one of those two guys that you mentioned there, and, and maybe it ends up being Blake Smith. It's not a huge component to the offense, but Braden Willis could also block if needed to, right? Daniel Parker could also block if needed That's to, right? That's right. And Stogner's going to be – majority of pass catcher not much of a hand in the dirt blocker type do they have that on the roster if they want to go with a with a heavier you know run package this year I I don't I don't know what the answer of that is today probably not I don't know who that guy is you know they are like Caden Helms he's the guy that's probably just athletically the most athletic of the group but you're 6'5 231 pounds I'm telling you right now, like backers and edge guys and defensive ends, they're licking their chops when a guy that's 6'5", 230 pounds is blocking them. Like, tall is good, except for whenever you're, you're blocking guys from a move position. Like on the line, you can fire off nice and low, but it's harder whenever you're coming across a formation from the backfield. Like stuff that we saw Braden Willis do, like – and you gotta you gotta be game, buddy, because you when you're running split zone, you come from one side of the formation and you've got the defensive end on the backside. There's like eight yards between you, and it is a full speed head on collision where both guys know what's coming. It you you gotta want it to be in that position, and I just don't know how game uh, any of our guys are honestly. All right, ESPN has five questions ahead of Big Twelve Media Days. Uh, apparently, it's that's the it? five biggest questions ahead of Big Twelve Media Days. Let's see if we care about any of them. Uh, number one: What can we expect from Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark's address? Do we care or nah? That is, in my opinion, the least important question. I guess because I don't know. If he's got some care. type of um, conference realignment news, 
Like, that could be something Yeah, big. but do we really even truly care about Like, if Colorado and Arizona get announced tomorrow to the Big 12, we'll talk about it. We'll bring it up. It'll be big news. But it doesn't affect OU or Texas. I I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely on the side. Don't really care about what your mark has to say. As through the Oklahoma window, doesn't matter at all. But through the college football window, I think that, like, if that, if that was announced, like, that is. That'd be big news. Because the back, Pac-12, you got to feel like about to dissolve. dissolve. Or something. Yeah. yeah something so. uh, question number two: How much will realignment dominate the conversation? The league is reportedly flirting with Colorado second. and UConn, Gonzaga for basketball. Feels like the same question. They it's the same have. damn question, it's and they've got them one and two. It's the follow-up question. <laughs> it's oh the follow-up God. question to it. Uh, we don't care about that one either. So they're zero for two. Three. What will the send-off be like for Texas and Oklahoma? They point out last year that Gundy has never been one to mince words, and he basically said the two shouldn't be involved in league business meetings since they're leaving for the SEC. What will the send-off be like for Texas and Oklahoma? Well, it's a Big 12 media day. I think the send-off will be just fine. Does anyone there recognize that this is a football media day and people i maybe i'm stupid maybe everyone well. does want to know like this dumb stuff what do you think text line is Teddy stupid I, I maybe that's the biggest question going into big 12 media day like i want to know like from some of these teams like who are some of the players that you know are not names that people are familiar with from a year ago that have taking starting positions and run with them. Like, who's going to replace some of these stars at TCU that they lost? Or who's going to replace some of the guys at, like, a Bijan Robinson or Kansas State, who's picked number two in the conference? They lost some of their best players they've ever had. They lost a first-round edge player. and The best uh, running back since Darren Sproles. Deuce Vaughn. Like, what are they going to do for some star power? I know they've got a quarterback and a good offensive line, but – what about some of those role players? I mean, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Of course, leave it up to ESPN to not care about any of the things that actually matter. Number four. Obviously, we're 0 for 3 so far. Which of the new guys is best positioned to make early noise? Hey! Yeah? Wait a second. You, new guys, that's talking about the teams – the conference realignment teams? That's correct. Uh, maybe you heard of them. Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and uh, UCF. Nobody cares. Nobody cares because, frankly, and maybe someone has a good year, but I, what's the, who's picked the highest? UCF at UCF, seven? UCF, I think, yeah. Which, <laughs> okay, the preseason picks aren't the end-all, be-all, but no one cares about that. The core Big 12 fan base, okay, welcome in, awesome. We're playing at Cincinnati. UCF's coming to town. That's, oh, man. The only thing exciting about BYU is the uh, mountains that they have behind their stadium. The road trip. That's, that's about it. Well, I don't know. I mean, there is a storyline there that they've got a quarterback that's played at seven different schools. <laughs> at seven? I, I think you're shortchanging him a bit. He's be like nine by now. Keaton Slovis? Slovis has played in the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I, that's a lot better of a storyline than, 
What do you guys think about the new uh, new guys in the Big 12, huh? Question number five. What were the biggest surprises in the media poll released this week? Huh. Now, the poll's already been released. I think we've already talked about that at nauseum. What were the biggest surprises? I, can you mail it in anymore? I mean, I, I can think of what, like, how many phlegm coughs will Dana Holgerson have over under more interesting. 15 and a half tomorrow? It's more interesting, More right? interesting. Um, how's the Bermuda going, uh, growing for Mike Gundy this offseason? More interesting, right? Uh, so he cut the mullet. There's going to be more questions about why he didn't grow the mullet than there are about how excited everyone is for the new teams. I, I'm sorry. I just can't get over what the uh, the Oklahoma story today, like the most interesting question for each team. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. If, if this isn't an accurate portrayal of how the two teams in the state are covered, I don't know what is. OU's is, will uh, Danny Stutzman ask more questions than he answers? Because he likes to go around to the press conference. And, All talk. You know, he's yeah, he, he's the one that likes to ask the questions, but is he going to answer questions about that abysmal defense last year? While Oklahoma State's is, what is Brennan Presley's favorite candy? You know, since he likes to talk about candy. I've got a job it's, at ESPN for you. With that one. Texas is, will Texas linebacker Jalen Ford bring the swag like DeMarvion Overshone did a okay. year ago? Okay, he's a hell of a player. Um, Jalen Ford or yeah. DeMarvion Overshone or both? Both. Jalen Ford's, he's a hell of a player. Preseason uh, defensive player of the year in the conference. Yeah, we'll I see. Think. I imagine he does have a really good year, but um, you know, if he doesn't have a better defensive line in front of him, he's just going to be running people down and tackling them, which, you know, there's something to be said about that. But uh, at or behind the line of scrimmage is, is where you really make the big bucks. It's just interesting, that's all. One right. side, it's who's the favorite candy. The other side, huh, you actually going to be serious? Huh? You actually going to be serious and answer the tough questions mm-hmm. about how bad you guys sucked last year? And then – Next question is, favorite candy? <laughs> what do you like? Oh, our old favorite. You're just so enjoyable to cover. And yeah. like, Here's two guys with, with big-time personalities, right? Old Faithful's uh, going to happen tomorrow as well. Who are the leaders on this year's team? Oh, who, yeah. who, who do you see as the leaders on this year's team? Yeah, that's right. That is, I have nothing else to ask. It's my turn. Oh, my God, what am I going to ask? Who are the leaders on this team? Who do you guys think? Man, I just panic. You always go ask who the holder's going to be. I mean, there's, the there's some stuff you can do there. But yeah. Why don't you drive down on Thursday? We'll drive down together just so you can ask who the holder's going to be to Brent in front of everyone. No. Do you think he'd laugh at you in public if you asked him that? Yeah, maybe. Probably. He'd probably be confused. Who, who is that? Is that a meathead back there in the back? <laughs> That'd be so amazing. Uh, Captain Willard says, Calmus meltdown time. Yeah. I knew when I read off uh, ESPN's five biggest questions, he already got, he was already tensing up there. But uh, think about it. It's I, very, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even lazy. Well, it is lazy, but it's more like, I don't care that yeah. it is lazy. Five questions. Don't care. Just throw out five random questions that you spent no more than three seconds a piece on. It's no wonder that they have to lay off people. Dang, at, getting personal now. Well, I mean, come on. You don't do anything that matters. David Pollock would ask better questions than that. 
If you would have kept him around, he had five <sighs> ready to go that were better. Yeah. They fired the one guy at the entire place that actually takes watching teams and covering the sport seriously. Did Teddy just flip a desk, says the 580. Yeah, our whole remodel has gone to crap. No, I Teddy just flipped the desk. didn't flip the desk. I was just hitting the top of it. Um, let's see. Did you hear BYU's coach is up for the Northwestern job, says a four, texture in the 405. I think that's just a rumor. I refuse to believe There's that that's no, true. They're not uh, – Think about this for a second, okay? There's nobody up for the Northwestern job. The AD is about to get his ass fired. The president is probably about to get his ass fired for the way that they handled this entire thing. You think they're sitting around talking about who their next coach is going to be? They are. Well, Saban left Chicago. (laughs) We might be able to convince him. That place is in damage control. This is agents for teams or a uh, sorry agents for coaches throwing names out seeing what sticks on social media to try and get a raise they haven't even considered what they're going to do at coach uh, they've you- got their staff there they're going to be interim with their defensive coordinator they're no will you please tweet out that miss terry is home shopping in chicago right now as we speak <laughs> Please, just to see if it gets any traction. Just there was a plane that just left Tuscaloosa with, that's going to be landing in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I the old joke is Saban and Miss Terry looking oh, yeah. at houses somewhere. Maybe it's uh, Miss Kirby Smart that that needs to be the joke now. I don't. Would people rather have oh, Kirby these days? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, Lake Michigan is is nice and all, but. You got to earn the summer that you get up there in Chicago. You got to earn the summer, and I don't know if that pontoon that Saban takes around is going to be good on the open waters of Lake Michigan. So, God, man, it's ESPN just absolutely. uh, Other than covering live sports, which I'm barely giving them the edge there, it's just the fact that it's on. Like, if they just put it on and didn't have anything other than just it there, no one talking over it, it'd be almost as good as it is anyways. But they absolutely suck at everything else that they do. They yeah. suck at commentary. They suck at... Con- like, they definitely suck at content. We know that. Everything. Outside of live programming. It's total at- crap. They just flat out don't care. End of quote. Uh, by the way, Brents, do you feel like he's as long-winded as he was a year ago? Oh, like, are, are, we, are we actually going to get to eight questions for Brent on Thursday morning when he's up on the podium? Because last year I think it was four. No. I think we might double the uh, number of overall questions. No, you'll not get. Unless it's like, hey, ESPN reporter here, how do you feel about the, uh, the, the four new, new teams, uh, Brent? If you don't mind. Go down the list here. UCF, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, in case you forgot. Coach, any surprises on the uh, the media rankings for the teams this year? <laughs> Which, you know, I think that actually probably will be a talking point for Coach Venables that they had, uh, other than Ethan Downs, no representation anywhere at all. I, I hope he makes a uh, little snide comment about it. He probably will. What's good, though? I mean, go earn it. I don't think – do they give away plaques for preseason All-Big 12? Oh, dude, I'm sure they give away plaques somewhere, <laughs> yes. I just hope Brent uh, has a better quote 
Thursday than he did last year. going to be tough, though. Uh, it's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going. And so we'll see if he can uh, live, up to, <laughs> live up to that. <laughs> you had oh to turn your God. head away after that one. That is fantastic. Oh, I think he should run it back. I think he should run it back and just say it again. He probably will. Hopefully someone made enough fun of him there in the offices that that's he has that in the opening statement uh, again this year. From plush carpet to sleek stainless steel appliances to a pool, 24-hour fitness, and two dog parks, the falls at Brookhaven has it all. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lane, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405 651 3439. Text line be ready because the SBs may be coming up in a couple of nights, but the ref spies ah. were today on our social media page on Twitter. At KREF Sports. I have tallied the votes. Um, text line can uh, influence this as well. So the first ref spee mm-hmm. was best coaching job at OU for the 2022-2023 athletic calendar year. Patty Gasso was a nominee. Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan Hibble was a nominee. KJ Kindler. Jenny Baranchek. Mark Williams. And Audra Cohen. Uh, Patty Gasso was the winner of uh, Coach of the Year, judging by the responses on this. K.J. Kindler, number two. Mm. Okay. Patty had a nice uh, representation here. Yeah. Not shocking. Yeah. Win a national championship and set the single season mark. It's it's hard to disagree, but what K.J.'s team did this year, uh, pretty outstanding, winning a national title of her own. I think so. Um and all the perfect tens that we uh, we saw this year. Very impressive fashion uh, from Oklahoma. Well, it's good that it's that competitive, uh, and you've got multiple sports. Like, I if if the women's hoops would have had a little bit better showing in the tournament, it'd be hard not to go with, with Bronchek. Yeah, she's done really, really good. I I don't know. I feel like. I feel like they're close to kind of getting over the hump on some things. Didn't they? They they um they split with Texas for the Big Twelve regular season title, right? Yes, they they would have because oh, that was the drama up there in Stillwater. Yeah, remember when OSU got all pissy for OU celebrating the Big Twelve regular season title on OSU's home floor? That's right. That was a whole deal. That's right. Yeah, get better, OSU. Sorry. Uh, the recipe. For Female Athlete of the Year, here's some of the highlights. Jordy Ball is on the list. Mm. Olivia Troutman on the list. Maddie Williams from OU Women's Hoops. T.R.A. Jennings. Jada Coleman. Audrey Davis. Jordan Bowers. I feel like it's a dead heat right now between Jordy Ball and um, Jada Coleman for Female Athlete of the Year. What do you mean you feel like it's a dead heat? Is it uh, a dead I look heat at all or not? The, I've looked at all the responses, and I've, it looks oh, about as close as it so can be. So it's not like a poll where you vote. It's just kind of a – Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I see. Um, how much do you think Jordy Ball's transfer portal decision has uh, affected her for the refsby? If she was still at OU, she wins this award <laughs> for what she did in OKC. But since she's gone, it's a little bit more even. Yeah. It's one of those things where – if she wins the recipe, do you think she's she's going to say, 
Oh, just give it to a first responder. Oh, just give it to a first responder. I just give it to them. <laughs> God, that's funny. Captain Willard says, thank God for ref speech because ESPN will just give us another male Olympian who regendered itself. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh the recipes are here to serve. Not to the woke. The recipes don't serve to the woke. Oh, that's funny. Uh, the recipe for male athlete of the year, Eric Gray, Grant Sherfield, Braden Carmichael, Anton Harrison, Braden Willis, Dakota Harris. Um, this was actually a runaway, man. This was more of a runaway than Patty Gasso for coach of the year. Out of all those names I've just mentioned, who do you think was the runaway winner for male athlete of the year? Gray, Sherfield, Carmichael, Anton Harrison, Braden Willis, Dakota Harris. Braden Willis. Braden Willis was the runaway winner. He's the fan favorite. I love it. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. Gosh, where did he go? Did he go to San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. He's out there with George Kittle. I'm I'm excited about that. He told a story on the uh, podcast on the Prairie of, I guess it was like a a private jet flying over uh, the practice field. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe they're out there by a private airport or whatever. Anyway, Kittle says to Trent Williams, hey, Trent, is that your your private jet? And apparently it's like Trent looks up and really stares and says something to the effect of, nah, mine's got something such on (laughs) it or something like that. Uh, that's funny, but I don't. Like, I don't know if like Braden Willis believed it because it, Trent was like really staring at it. It's like, is that my? Is that my private jet? Is that no? I don't no, think, no, they, I don't think they're supposed to bring that into this afternoon. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. Yeah, that's a that's a different world. I mean, God, how long's Trent been in now? That, his last year would have been oh nine and oh you correct? I think his last year was two thousand nine. Jeez, that's he's insane, made man. a lot of money in the league, man. A lot of money, and it's still coming in, and it's going to for he's, some time. Um, who would be on the list for highest earners in uh, former Sooner NFL history? Blake Griffin. No, in NFL. Oh, oh, oh. Um, is I mean Sam's obviously I mean Sam made a ton of money, so maybe he's still number one. But Trent's got to be right there, if if not even higher. Trent is probably number one that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Adrian made a lot of money, but Kyler with the contract that he signed yeah. is probably gonna take over pretty yeah, yeah obviously doesn't mean who's the best player though Trent right. Williams would have an argument to that it's just when were you when when did you come into the league luckily for him he's so great and he plays a position to where he got in on that final year of like the bonus babies I think and then now he's getting you know modern yeah. day money as well I think um yeah that's right he was the last year of the huge contracts Cause, yeah because yeah, Bradford yeah, was in that right. draft too yeah I think that Lane Johnson's probably going to get up there pretty quick, too. He should, man. He makes a lot He's, of he money. He stays healthy because um, Philadelphia feels like they're in their Super Bowl window as long as Jalen Hurts is there, which is going to be for a while. Mm-hmm. They want to keep old Lane Johnson around. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler getting to that second contract, though, and that's, that's big time. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we- And I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. 
Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, More Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and don't forget the 14th annual Groovin' for Autism event is coming up on Friday, July 21st. That's a week from Friday from 6 to 11 p.m. at Chicken and Pickle in OKC. This fun night of dancing, drinks, and giving back includes a DJ, raffle, silent auction, and all sorts of fun. All proceeds benefit three local autism organizations. Have fun for a great cause and get your tickets at groovinforautism.org. That's groovinforautism.org. And I mentioned the silent auction. At the silent auction at Groovin for uh, Autism, you can bid on an hour on air on this show with Teddy and I. So <laughs> I'm kind of nervous, and there's mm. some pressure for that to fetch a nice price. The winning bid will probably be about $30 hairs, if I had to guess. Uh, yeah. However, if you want to up the bid, groovinforautism.org. Should I go place a high bid on it so we don't have to do it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just kidding. Do I the think same it's... bid as you spent on fireworks, which is like $2,300. Yeah, throw that one out there. I'm sure they'll actually love that. Yeah, I may still be in some hot water over that. I don't know if I can afford another. Uh... I hope you're in some hot water about that. I, I hope that you don't have it. So good that you could just drop $2,300 on fireworks and it not be a thing. What do you mean, not be a thing? Well, oh, it was a thing. All yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. I, I want it to be a thing. I just don't want you to get away with that. My son was even complaining that I spent too much money. <laughs> uh, okay, Drew from Flower Mountain says, like I said earlier, Stogner is going to lead the team in receptions and touchdowns, but I think Stoops will lead in receiving yards. I think that hand-in-the-dirt guy is Jace Llewellyn. Stogner lead the team in receptions and touchdowns, but Stoops will lead in receiving yards? Okay, if Stoops is going to have less receive, that that means you think he's going to make some dynamic plays in the open field this year. And I'm not saying that he's not capable of that, but like, he's going to have to have a lot of dynamic plays in the open field for him to not lead the team in receptions, but to lead it in receiving yards. I mean, right? Yeah. Drake was... Or to be the vertical threat in the offense. He was the fourth leading receiver last year by yards. He had 39 catches for just under 400 yards, three touchdowns. Um, hmm. I don't know. I See, the question to me is which one of those two is more likely. I, I wouldn't put my money on, on any of those, but if one were to be true, will Stogner lead the team in touchdown receptions, receptions, or Drake Stoops in receiving yards? I'd probably say Stogner in touchdown receptions out of the three, most likely. We had a tight end lead in touchdown receptions a year previous. The uh, Refsby male athlete of the year. Braden Willis. Braden Willis, seven touchdowns, uh, led the team. 
Mims was a thousand yard receiver. He led in yards and receptions, fifty four for a thousand yards. Um, I don't think Drake is going to lead in receptions, yards, or touchdowns. That does not think that does not mean that I don't think he's going to have a big role. I I think his role is probably similar to what it's been. I think he's he's going to be a guy that you go to the middle of the field, work the middle of the field on some of those third downs when you need a reception uh, for a first down. He's critical in that. And, you know, they started using him more on some of those jet sweeps and and uh, like the bubble screens and stuff on the perimeter. I think you'll continue to see that. Uh, every now and then, and you saw it last year, they would – run one of those wheel routes where it looks like maybe he's blocking for something and he takes off down the sideline. Well, I think he made that uh, that great catch against Oklahoma State on that, right? Is that, is that no, the route yeah, that it was on? Yeah, I think on? that's right. Yeah. So I think you'll probably see some of that stuff, but he's, ju- he's not going to be like your traditional deep ball or deep crossing route type of guy. Um, so I would be surprised if that happened. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree that I think Drake is going to have a very similar role next year. Um, but when I think of him, I also think of Gavin Freeman. Will If, yeah. if Gavin Freeman's role is any bigger this year, and I'm going to guess that it probably is, does that cut into any of Drake Stoops' production? Yes. Because the jet suite, they started going to Gavin Freeman a little bit more towards the end of the year. Well, the two play the same position. So if Freeman has an expanded role, you would think – uh, it would stand to reason that Stoops' role, at a minimum, isn't going to expand a whole lot. So, I don't know. I I honestly, right now, between Farouk, uh, Andrew Anthony, Stogner, Stoops, who am I missing? Any uh, of the young guys, Nick Anderson? Yeah, or- Nick Anderson. I mean... I still throw in Jaden Gibson. I mean, we'll, we'll, this uh, is a big year for him. We'll see what happens. Jaden Gibson and the uh, the young burner Pedway, uh, Jaquez Pedway, correct. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to. I would probably handicap it with Farouk as the leading receiver, but I don't feel great about it. Well, I don't think you should feel great about it. How could you? I mean, it seems like that was the route that they were like in spring ball. That's where they were going. But I don't think it would take much at all for someone to, to maybe step in and, and really, char like take a charge at that. Didn't we get another transfer to Brennan Thompson? Yes. Yeah, speedster from Texas, and that's what someone on the text line is saying. What about Brennan Thompson with the sweeps and screens role? Dude is a burner. He he is a burner. Um, but so is Andrew Anthony. And not that you can't have two burners out on the field at the same time. I, I don't know, man. I just feel like Andrew Anthony has a bit of a head start this year. I, I think Andrew Anthony is who they're going to immediately you know try to use as the quote-unquote burner role with this offense. Yeah, I think Brennan Thompson can have a role this year. I just feel like if it's going to be a serious role, it's going to be one that he carves out like in the middle of the year. And towards the end of the year, we're saying, dude – Brennan Thompson really came on the back half of the season. Is he here? Yeah, he's here. Is he enrolled? Uh, yeah, I think he's enrolled. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I know he's here. I think he's enrolled. Should I be upset that he's not listed on the Soonersports.com website on the uh, roster? Dude, uh, there are plenty of things in the world to get upset about. Brennan Thompson not being listed on an online roster. Even for you, that's a waste of time to get mad but at. But how many people work up there? Like the, the university is just full of people that work up there. We got to have an accurate roster. We have to have an accurate roster that has accurate uh, information as to, like, are they a senior? Are they a redshirt senior? Do they How many years of eligibility do they have left? Right? Uh, I don't know what happened to you today, but 5 o'clock hit, and um, maybe it's the fear of going home to get griped at again by how much you spent on fireworks, but yeah. the no, it was the ESPN story that I really think flipped the attitude. Yeah, that's true. Maybe can we trace it back to Doug not bringing his A game today? <laughs> I think that's where it Just was too. Eliminating uh, a, a history of a coach that's had a bunch of number one defenses, a, lot of a bunch of awards. A lot winners. of things that led to the point that we're at right now. Come on, Doug, bring your A game. Brennan Thompson has to be integrated somehow with that speed, says the texture of the five eight oh. I hope so. I hope so. Um we'll see. It's very difficult matchup wise when you have two burners on the field. There's only so much you can do. Like most rosters aren't aren't good enough like to to be able to have a guy that can go one on one with a with a burner like Anthony or or the Thompson kid. And whenever you start to spread them out, especially like whenever you get a bunch of single high stuff like we did a year ago where they're piling the box and and daring us to try and beat them in one-on-ones, like, that becomes very tough on a defense. When you got two burners and a safety in the middle of the field, that creates some serious difficulty. So you would think that having some serious elite speed in the wide receiver room should help our offense a lot. We'll just have to see how Levy uses Have you started it. playing Madden or NCAA college football with your son yet on PlayStation, Xbox, As a Game matter Q? of fact, we have played. Okay. Well, I'm sure you guys run four verticals quite a bit. Just let everyone run down the field and throw it deep. That's there, There's your offense with those two guys. Poor, just run down the field. Poor kid. I, I do the same thing to him as I've done to everyone. I get an eye formation, run lead week, and I throw the slant. People, Jeez. people can't it's stop the, it. It's the 2002 OU game plan is what you're running at him, right? It is. You just wear him down. It, you There's Trent Smith in the it. back of the end zone. Let's just throw it up to him. Cannot stop it. I just adjust. I mean, it's easy. You just to make a couple of quick adjustments, throw the second window on the slant if you need to. Easy money. 918, I have a cousin that played against Brennan Thompson in high school. He played super small high school ball. He has elite speed. But I would bet good money Gavin Freeman has a much more productive career. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm not going to bet against Gavin Freeman I'm with not, what we've already seen. I'm not betting on any of it because I don't know much about the Thompson kid at all other than you know some people throwing out some pretty impressive uh, speed times. But um, speed does not always equal great wide receiver. So – Drew from Flower Mound, LV Bunkley Shelton might have an increased role. I agree, Drew. Just put every single wide receiver's name, everyone that's on the roster or who's not on the roster. Someone's really ticked off about that. But whether they're on the roster or off the roster, just put might have an increased role after their name. And all of it's going to be true. Uh, here's all a of it's going to be true. Here's a shock. Mm-hmm. 
LV Bunkley Shelton is on the roster here on the Soonersports.com webpage. Well, he's been here for one full season. Now, here's one so. that we don't talk about a lot, but I've shown a little bit of flash. What about DJ Graham? Um, he's shown some flat. He showed some flash yeah. in, the, in the spring game. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, what, increased role for DJ Graham. Yeah, I was about to say might have an increased role. DJ Graham might have an increased role. Sure. Nick Anderson, if he plays or catches a ball. If he's healthy. If he catches a ball at all the entire year, that goes down there's, as an increased role. There's a couple of players that we always do this with, and the text line gives us crap for it, and it's funny. You can, Nick Anderson, well, if he's healthy, Major. he and Trace Ford. Trace, if healthy, Ford, yes. Marcus Major's got to factor into well, that, that's, too. That's true, yes. Because I'll tell you what, if he stays healthy, he <laughs> could be he could see an increased role in the backfield. Uh, we'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Tired of your current living situation with a variety.